Blind Parent Connection, supported by the Gibney Foundation and brought to you by the National Federation of the Blind. Hello, listeners. This is Neil Lewis, and I'm here with my friend... David Dino Taris. Man, you sound so much better than I do. And we're here for the inaugural episode of the Blind Parents Connection podcast. Brought to you by the National Federation of the Blind. This is going to be interesting. We're going to try to make this as educational and informative as possible, but it's around a significantly challenging issue for blind individuals, even today. Uh, low expectations and the misconceptions around the capacity of blind people are resulting in some really just outrageous uh, outcomes, uh, specifically around the Blind Parent Connection podcast, uh, we're talking about blind parents having their children actually taken away from them, from the birthing rooms, uh, from their homes, and only because of the ignorance of people who have the ability and power to do so. And Anil, I'm very excited. I've been so privileged to interview so many blind parents from throughout the country and to learn strategies, techniques, to help them to be successful parents. And yeah. that's really exciting. I'm so excited for this opportunity for the listeners to get to know more about the Federation and their members. And that's the key. And that's what we're trying to do through this series of podcasts, provide a resource to blind parents out there and really um, hopefully to social workers and other decision makers around the capacity of blind parents. So helping blind parents understand the different tools and strategies they can use, helping society understand the true capacity of blind people to be good parents. We have to be really thankful to the Gibney Foundation uh, for funding this effort. It doesn't happen for free. Uh, so their commitment through their financial gift has made it possible for us to really put this resource together. And it's really going to have a tremendous impact on the lives of blind people, but I think really overall on society in general. Absolutely. I trust that it's going to stretch imaginations, raise expectations, and improve opportunities for the people we love, value, and respect. Man, so you keep that up and people are going to be saying, why is Neil on this podcast? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why Neil's on this podcast. I'm a proud dad. I'm a blind guy. I raised my son. He's, he's going to be uh, a, a true world changer. And uh, I think that that's not necessarily because his dad was blind, but based on some of the things that we've seen, it could have been the potential that he would not have had that possibility uh, because, well, my personal story is in, in other places, but there was a real potential that I would not have been able to raise him as a father, but thanks to the Federation, I was able to. And you, sir? Uh, Neil, I've been so like you. I've been so blessed with so many wonderful opportunities and experiences. I went totally blind from retinitis pigmentosa when I was 19 years old. Oh, see, I 25 RP took my vision, so. Wow. And, um, and uh, my wife and I, uh, Mary Ann, we have uh, three kids. Uh, David is a sophomore in college. Mary Kate is a, a senior in high school. And Emily's a freshman in high school. And, and uh, I just love sharing stories and, and just learning from other parents who are blind and learning how they travel independently and how they cook and how they clean and how they take care of their kids and how they help their kids at school and do homework and contribute in the community. So we're so excited for this opportunity. Yeah. And as you said earlier, you had the opportunity to interview many parents from across the country. We yes, put sir. together various clips around those interviews to kind of make our point. This episode is specifically around resources, and we have a host of resources to share with all of our listeners. But we have to start with a pure understanding of the fundamental premise. 
being a blind parent is no different than being a sighted parent. There are different strategies and tools that we put in place, but being a blind parent is essentially just like being a sighted parent. Absolutely. Uh, Once we learn the alternative techniques, we can have and do and become and live the life that we want. You interviewed Miss Bradley O'Connor. Yes. uh, She says it in very simple terms. So let's let's hear what she has to say about blind parents. Keep in mind that nobody who has a baby, just because you get pregnant and are going to have a child doesn't mean you are automatically imbued with some sort of magical knowledge about what to do. Everyone else is just as clueless and overwhelmed as you are. So let go of the idea that you are somehow inferior to a, to a sighted parent because you're not. Yeah, I, I love the fact that she says everyone's clueless. I mean, I remember uh, holding Amari in my arms, you know, as he was born and not having a clue. <laughs> so, yep. But he's still alive today. <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing good, right? Yeah. And I know, you know, when... when uh, when we brought uh, David home from the hospital and, uh, you know, I was so afraid, you know, they, they got that like wobbling head, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, I hold it, hold his head, hold it. Okay. I'll hold his head. And then you, you just learn, you just learn, you know, you learn how to, you, you learn how to hold him and you, you learn how to feed him. You just learn. And you know, Neil, I don't know about you, but there was no instruction manual. You're right. There, there's no manual, but there's still a need for planning. And I think that this next clip, uh, when you interviewed Dr. Eddie Bell, uh, really speaks to that. And Neil, Dr. Bell is absolutely an amazing individual who, you know, people think, well, he's a doctor, he, you know, he, he, he must be, he, you know, have it all going on. And Neil, Dr. Bell went blind from a gunshot when he was 18 years old and in, in a gang in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he had mentors and coaches and role models like like we've had who encouraged him to go to school and to get a degree and to start a family. So what an amazing leader and mentor Dr. Bell is. Nice. Let's take a listen. You've got to have either the skills uh, or know, and, and the knowledge or know where to get the knowledge. When, when the doctor says, how are you going to check this child for, for a fever? You better know the answer to that question. It's not a hard one. They make talking thermometers. If you are pregnant or even thinking of getting pregnant, go get you a thermometer. Be prepared. Have that long before you ever need to know it. If you're not sure how to know if a baby has a diaper rash, tell you it's actually pretty easy because they're very fussy and it's easy to tell. But if you're not sure, you know, you connect with, there are hundreds and hundreds blind people through this podcast and through the National Federation of Blind who've been, who've been there, done that, and would be glad to answer your questions. But, you know, get prepared. Ask questions. Know some of what you need to know um, before you, uh, you know, ever get into that situation. You know, if I am a social worker and I say, you know, who's there to help you to care for this child? And you say, well, just, just me and my, my blind spouse, and I start asking questions about uh, who's going to change diapers. And you say, well, I don't really know how to do that. And I say, how are you going to check for fever? And you say, I don't know. And I say, well, how are you going to make sure the baby's getting fed? And you say, I don't know. Well, of course I'm going to have concerns about your ability to care for a child. So uh, do your research, do your homework, ask other blind people, and, and be prepared. And, and, you know, and frankly, uh, David, that's the advice that should be given to any parent. Dr. Bell makes some really good points. And uh, I think that most of all, uh, making sure that as a parent, you can prepare. You should prepare as best you can. 
um, some of the things that he said about the National Federation of the Blind and the the, uh, discussions he had with other members, that holds true for me too. Uh, There are a lot of things that, of course, I didn't know uh, becoming a dad, but luckily I had uh, a host of blind fathers that could help me by sharing, you know, their strategies for taking care of little children. People don't plan to fail. They, they fail to plan. And Dr. Bell made some just tremendous points about, you know, being prepared, being prepared to how you're going to feed people, being prepared, how you're going to handle health care. So mm-hmm. it's how are you going to change those diapers? How are you going to change those diapers? <laughs> how are you going to, you know, help your kid to be a, a, as independent as they could be? And Briley talks about the importance of training. And not everybody has the luxury of being able to plan when they're going to have a child. Sometimes surprises happen. But as much as possible before you have children, become comfortable with your own blindness skills. Encourage that blind person you know who's going to have a baby or who wants children to get access to good blindness skills training. So that can either look like going to a, one of our NFB centers, so like Blind Incorporated, Colorado Center for the Blind, Louisiana Center for the Blind, which I'm a graduate of, that will help you become as independent as is possible for you. To be able to cook non-visually, clean non-visually, which is very important to know how to do, how to travel well using a cane, how to use technology, which is particularly important when you get to school-age kids who have homework and other things. Make sure you are set up for success by having those skills. And not everybody has the ability to go somewhere for nine months. I get that. If you can, though, it's only nine months out of your life, which sounds like a long time, but it is an investment in your future. And when you have children, it's way harder and way more inconvenient to do it after that. If you can't go, reach out to your local VR agency, Vocational Rehabilitation or Services for the Blind. They'll have somebody that can teach you, um, they call it rehabilitation, so Rehab teaching blindness skills in your own home. Reach out to your local NFB chapter. Uh, sometimes some of the most effective mentoring or teaching comes from informal mentoring or teaching. So you meet a woman in your chapter who's a mom who has kids or a dad who has kids. People are more than willing, I find, to share their experiences and their techniques because there's no one right way to do everything. I love the fact that she highlights the training that you can get from the NFB training centers and really talks about the sacrifice that it takes, but really frame it in a way that people can recognize the sacrifice is worthwhile. But then she also talks about some other options, you know, um, that people can really take advantage of. And I know personally for myself, if I would not have gone to the Louisiana Center, I wouldn't be as confident in some of the skills that I needed in order to be a really good parent uh, as I as I am. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer, Neil, that access equals success. And when we can access the the same informations as our neighbors or peers, uh, our coworkers, and we, we can have, live the, the same life. And those those same resources that are available to anyone in the community are available to individuals who are blind. And and so maybe maybe we're just going to do some things differently. We're going to do maybe some more hands-on training, but it's still those same community resources. You got a lot out of this interview with Briley. I love the fact that later on she talks about even more specific examples of how to really get you know information that you need in order to be a good parent. And this is good information for blind or sighted parents. One huge piece of advice I have that was really helpful for us was to take a newborn care class before. And any, most hospitals are going to offer you that for free, 
And what you can do is request a one-on-one or a one-on-two if you have a blind spouse uh, class. So the most valuable thing, too, that I think we learned in that class that is harder to learn by just observing or figuring out is swaddling. There are a million YouTube videos out there on it, but I can't see YouTube videos, right? So we learned how to do that. You learn how to – the things everybody else learns, um, how to hold the baby and do a, a bottle if you need to. So when you – the recommendation particularly for breastfed babies, if you're going to give them a bottle, is to do what's called paste feeding. And that is a little bit more elevated than the traditional pose, cradle pose you may think of uh, for feeding a baby. For, for anything like that, just ask your hospital for a more individualized class. You know, or you can also reach out in your area. If your hospital doesn't offer that, find um, a local doula. Uh, so doula is a birth support they're birth support workers that assist women in birth. And often people do what's called post, they're a postpartum doula. So they can come to your house after you have a baby and help with things you may have trouble with. But a lot of them also offer child care classes, infant care classes. Uh, so check into that. I, I love the way that Briley spoke to the point around self-advocacy. You know, it's nice to know what's going on, but if you don't use your voice, really to, to assert yourself, to make sure that you can access the services that are out there, then they're not going to be there there for you to obtain. But even before that, you have to be aware of the services and um, some of the resources that are out there for blind parents. There's information readily available through blog, blog posts and other publications, and uh, you interviewed a couple of individuals with some ideas about that. We have just such amazing members who have blogs and who have websites, and just to, to really... Uh, think about you know how do blind parents uh, do things? Anil, some of some of the folks that we interviewed even have blogs in U.S. News and World Reports. Wow, now that's impressive. Very cool. So, uh, I, I there is so many wonderful resources uh, aside from this one that you, people can avail themselves to and learn about and just nourish themselves. And like like Dr. Bell was saying, be prepared. And there's so many ideas. And there's there's all you need is really one one idea. And, and Anil, if you're you're talking to that medical professional in the hospital and you're not able to answer the question confidently and competently. Well, then the the whole the whole conversation may go a different way. So, utilizing these blogs and podcasts and websites are going to be an amazing tool for new and expecting parents. Well, let, let's listen to some of them. You mentioned one about the U.S. News and World Reports. Is that Stacy Cervenka? Yes, sir. Let's hear Stacy. All right. So I write a column, um, generally it's monthly, sometimes it's a little less than that, but I write a, a blog for U.S. News and World Report. You can find it online if you were to Google U.S. News and then my name. And I write primarily about issues affecting people who are blind and low vision. So it's aimed at blind and low vision parents themselves, but it's also understood that it's largely going to be read by a more general readership. And so it's also targeted and written in such a way that it educates people, kind of your average typical reader. Good information there. And you also interviewed another one of our members, Ms. Terry Rupp. Terry Rupp, who is um, very active in the Federation, who is a mom, who is a marathon runner, a motivational speaker, and she has a blog 
blind mom in the burbs.com and uh, absolutely uh, an amazing individual. Let's hear from her, Neil. The blog started out as a conversation between another uh, federationist who was talking to her sister about how she wonders how I do it as a blind mom in the burbs. So I started sharing tricks and tips on how I do it as a blind mom in the burb. My kids were six months and two and a half at the time. So as you've guessed, the things that I I write about have changed dramatically from changing diapers to potty training to cleaning up you know, sick kids and measuring medicine, things like that, to now to uh, advocating for my kids in school with a blind child, as well as teaching my kids to advocate for themselves with bullies, field trips, things like that. Uh, it's also about me. It's not just about blindness. It's, uh, I believe my tagline is the trials, triumphs, travels, and tears of a stay-at-home mom in the suburbs. Really good information. I, I don't think I've read that particular blog. I'm going to have to go check that out. It's very interesting, and it's it's practical, and it's down to earth, and it's not a lot of you know rehabilitation jargon. It's just someone sharing their story. Nice, nice. Yeah. In addition to blogs, there's other podcasts. This is going to be a limited series, but there are ongoing podcasts to help blind parents. And Mary Jo Hartle has one. My blog is making it on theplayground.com, all one word, and uh, our blog is kind of just a, a place where well so when my when we had our daughter I started blogging about experiences as a blind parent and how I was doing things because there there are blind parents out there but we're such a limited population and I feel like they're there's resources, but they're kind of few and far between and so I just wanted to from my own experience blog about some of the things we learn along the way and then also in the hopes that maybe I could share some of you know, what I was doing and learning as a blind parent with other parents. So I write about some of our, just our family experiences and things we, we do or we learn with respect to blindness. And then the podcast, um, Jesse and I have done that together. Um, it's Everyday Blind Parents, and um, you can check it out on you know, iTunes. On the blog, we talk more about specific parenting issues. We've done a couple of, of episodes on working with schools, like how to build a relationship with your child's school, with their teachers and the administration, because that's a huge piece, you know, being able to communicate with them what your needs are as a parent and, you know, accommodations for, for you, and then how to be part of the school, how to volunteer. You know, sometimes there are barriers with that, and so we talked, we had a couple of episodes on that. So, you know what's interesting, David, all of the people that we've interviewed so far and spoken with are federationists. So I love that their personal commitment to ensuring that blind parents can live the lives they want is manifesting itself into the blogs and the podcasts, et cetera. But it's the federation that really is the, the real true glue that holds all of this together. Absolutely, Anil. Uh, someone, I think it was Eric, commented, it's, it's uh, faith, family, friends, and the federation that have shaped uh, hit him as a, as a dad and as an advocate and as a leader. And uh, Eric is the uh, director of youth services. For this is the, Eric Guillory? Yes, Eric okay. Guillory is the director of youth services at the Louisiana Center for the Blind and just an amazing dad and advocate and just talks about the importance of the, the resources right here in the Federation that have changed his life. We have a dynamic and powerful parents division in the Federation. We have divisions for, of course, as you know, all sorts of 
job roles and family and, and community roles and, and really getting folks involved. So de- definitely what Eric says around the Federation and its impact is echoed in the interview that you had with Melissa Riccobono. Melissa is a fountain of information. She shares so many ideas. And she, uh, I love the thought that uh, a network can eliminate the legwork. And, uh, you know, I, I love the word network. You know, notice it's not net sit or net think or Netflix. It's work, <laughs> right? And Melissa talks about the importance of being plugged into other parents who happen to be blind and sharing strategies about how they have handled obstacles, challenges, difficult teachers. Let's give it a listen. That's one of the most important things for blind people in general to have you a network it. of other blind people, but I think for parents as well. It's, you need a village to help you raise your kids. I don't care who you are. So I would just say that, again, you need that network, and I think the best place to find that network is the National Federation of the Blind. We have a listserv for blind parents. You go to all one word, nfbnet.org. You click on join or drop NFB mailing lists, and you find blind parents, and they give you a little you know, page where you subscribe. You can ask questions on that list, and you get really great answers. And as you figure things out as a parent, you can also give advice. And I love that because no one tool is going to work for every single family, and so you can get a lot of differing opinions and you know, really figure out what it is that works best for you. And now we have Stacy Cervanka to share some additional resources that we think you'll find interesting. One thing I'd like to share is that, you know, the NFB Blind Parents Group, um, we have an email listserv for blind parents that you can join by going to nfbnet.org. We also have the Facebook group isn't specifically for NFB, but a lot of NFB Blind Parents group members are moderators and um, are members of the group. It's called Blind Parents Connect. And any blind or low vision parent or their ally is free to join. Um, And we share a lot of good tips and information with one another on that Facebook group. So feel free to reach out and join. Again, the National Federation of the Blind offers a host of programs and projects and services to help blind parents live the lives we want. But the key to all of it really is the way that we support one another. Uh, Mentoring is really the key to everything that we do as an organization. It's our members helping our members and really not restricted to our members. It's our members helping blind people, period. I I really believe that, you know, I, I know I've been very blessed by just being around other federationists who have helped me believe in myself when uh, when I didn't believe in myself. And that's because I was able to stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. And uh, mentoring is is just the one of the most important things that we do. And yeah. So many of us have our own personal story. Patty Chang shares with us her story around mentoring and how it impacted her as a blind parent. Debbie Stein has a daughter that's I don't remember, maybe four or five years older than our kids. And she lives close to us. And Debbie is the one that that would call me out on, you know, like, when are you going to put the bells on? You know, you've got to think this through kind of thing. If you find a good mentor, then you're not going to have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, and mentoring is something that we as an organization have done so informally. But as Patty said, you don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. So we put together a formal mentoring program for blind parents, our blind parent mentoring program. And, well, you know, it's better if Melissa Riccobono explains it. We also have a blind parent uh, mentoring program where you can either 
sign up to be a mentor or you can sign up to be a mentee, and we try to match mentors and mentees based on lots of things, you know, children's ages, um, geographic location, whether, you know, somebody has a child with autism, you know, speaking with another blind parent with a child with autism might be really helpful. So we do the best that we can to match people as well as we can. And to complement all of the mentoring that we offer, we have a lot of different tools to support that whole network. Um, we have blindparents.org. If you go to www.blindparents.org, you can get access to a variety of different resources, including you know information that's been shared already on this podcast and what's going to be shared on future podcasts. We have a, a brochure for blind parents. And, and the resources are only going to continue to grow through this particular project. We want to make sure that our listeners know that this is not necessarily a static effort. The podcast themselves will be here in perpetuity, but as we evolve different strategies and evolve different solutions to different problems that blind people face, these ongoing resources of the website, et cetera, will continue to be there. And I also want to offer to all of you who may not be aware, the National Federation of the Blind is a network of 52 affiliates across the country, all 50 states plus the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. And you can contact your affiliate president in your local area and get, really get some direct assistance and maybe pair it up with a mentor in your local area. So we want to make sure that everyone knows that the National Federation of the Blind continues to be a resource uh, for blind parents across the country. In, in addition to the way that it helps blind people, the National Federation of the Blind also helps the whole family. I love the way that Patty Chang in one of the interviews that you had with her really explains it. It's a big advantage. I mean, my kids would not have had the experiences that they had had I not been active in the Federation. And I can, Anil, share with you, it was 1992. I had just graduated from East Stroudsburg University, and uh, I was 22 years old. And my mom said, um, oh, so you know, the National Federation of the Blind is having their conference in uh, Charlotte. And I, I bought you and Mary Ann, she was my girlfriend at the time, uh, bus tickets to go to this convention. <laughs> and I said, Ma, I said, you shouldn't have wasted your money because uh, I'm not going because uh, I, I'm not really one of those blind people. And she said, oh, it's mm. too late. I can't get my money back and you're going. And I, I said, oh, okay, Ma, I, I, if you, I guess. So I called up Marianne, and she said, oh, yeah, your mother called up my father to see if I can go. And my, and my dad said, it's fine. So, okay. So we take a bus ride down from New Jersey to, uh, to Charlotte. And we were there. We were there for the week. And it was the first time we saw the exhibit hall and all the assistive technology. And we, we got to meet so many people from all over the country in the mm -hmm. general session and the energy and the enthusiasm. Yes, powerful it, experience. It, it was just, it, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. The, the, you know, the, just the, the you know, uh, it, was, it, it was empowering to be there. Mm -hmm. So then... We met just amazing people like Carol Castellano, mm -hmm. who was, uh, you know, president of the Parents of uh, Blind Children and, and, and her family. And we just had a good time. We just had a good time making friends. Nice. Right? And then on the, the bus ride home, I had a big bag of, uh, of, of Braille and, and brochures <laughs> and, and, uh, back then probably cassette tapes, cassette tapes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I remember I, I said to Marianne, I sure learned a lot. And uh, she said, uh, I did too. Mm -hmm. And I said, you did? I said, well, what did you learn? 
and she said, I learned that you could do anything you put your mind to as a blind person. And I learned that uh, if you want to get married, I'm okay with that too. Oh, nice. And so subtle too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just subtle as a sledgehammer. And uh, so, so, but you know, Anil, like, the, so the the federation changed my life because yeah. you know Marianne, the, you know I didn't realize she was really anxious watching. about that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that like that was a question in her mind. Wow. But but you know the the you know one of the things the federation does is demystify you know misconceptions, yeah. and so they helped her believe that you know I, I could be successful and they help me believe i could be successful so yeah. the federation just isn't for people who are blind it's for the whole family yeah and you said something also just then that was very key it helped you understand the two and i and i recognize in just interacting and talking with some of the blind youth that the blind parents connection podcast that we're doing here is not just going to be educating you know existing blind parents or decision makers and influencers but i realized that there were blind kids out there that were really concerned as to whether they could be parents themselves. And talk about smashing uh, misconceptions, really making it possible for them to understand that their lives are not limited to their, due to their blindness, that they can still be confident, qualified parents. You know, that's a peripheral impact that we're having through the work that we're doing here. The very simple but powerful message, Neil, if he can do it, maybe I can too. Mm-hmm. If she can do it, maybe I can too. Mm-hmm. And so we're better together. Yeah. Connect with us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NFB underscore voice. And follow us on Facebook by searching for National Federation of the Blind. This has been the Blind Parents Connection, supported by the Gibney Foundation and brought to you by the National Federation of the Blind.